Hi, I'm Beck. And I'm Paul. And this is DVD Clutter. Welcome. Welcome to DVD Clutter, the podcast all about DVDs and what to do with them. Yeah, because, you know, it's an obsolete format. Mm. You're looking in the, in the cupboards, there's like dust all over them. Yep. Got to get rid of them. Kind of a weird dust too. Do you ever find it? Like, I don't know. It's like an electronic <laughs> like very, dust. Oh, okay. It yeah. seems like specific. really small. Um, so every week we watch a DVD from our collection. Mm-hmm. We, I guess, review it in terms we, of how um, it holds intellectually up. Intellectually masticated. Oh god. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because we're going to talk about Jeffrey Rush and inappropriate. Yes. Mm. Um, so no we do we go through it and then we decide exactly what we're going to do with it which might be to keep it yeah if it's really good and still you know has nostalgic reasons for you and also you still like it or maybe you want to give it away because you want to pass it on to a generation below you to enjoy yep or it might be held it might a (laughs) cannon might be strapped (laughs) to its bootstraps and it might be thrown off the side. Oh my goodness. I could tell by the look of your face you were going to try and link that into the film. Just, just <laughs> you, perfect. There was like glee on your face as you yeah. made that up. Which might give people... Oh, they probably read the episode title. Oh yeah, it's yeah. called... Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Or if you're American, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, we're not though, so no, we're not saying that. No, we're not, so that. we're saying Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Caribbean. Um, and we're doing the first one, The Curse of the Black Pearl. The Curse of the Black Pearl. Because this since has become a bit of a... I, think I don't even know what you call it. There's five, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that these main characters, so Kira Knightley, Orlando Bloom, and Jeffrey Rush were in the, and Johnny Depp, sorry, the four, were mm. in the first three films. Yeah, and Johnny Depp's been in all of them. Oh, Johnny Depp's been in all of them, that's yeah. right. And maybe Jeffrey Rush has been in all of them too, actually. Could have been. Yeah. I definitely saw two yeah. and most of three. Yeah, I think I saw two and then that was it for yeah. me. Yeah. But this is my film, yeah. my DVD. So oh, it's not my film. No. But it is my DVD. So tell us, Beck, how did it come into your life? I can't remember again. <laughs> but I remember, we were, I'm pretty sure I saw, saw this at the cinema with my family. And it really surprised me. We must have watched it a few times on DVD as well. Because I've got the double special edition, whatever. The two disc collector's edition. Mm-hmm. Which I think I must have tried to get wherever possible. Because I just love those special features. Oh, yeah. And... Like, it doesn't feel like it's a big part of my childhood, but I was surprised when I rewatched it at how much I remembered and, like, could quote. And, yep. like, like, it's no Robin Hood Men in Tights no, because no, that no. was, like, such a big part of my childhood. But it was in a similar vein almost, and that surprised me because I don't remember quoting it that much, but there were so many things that came into our childhood vernacular, like parlay. Like, you know, when I, yep. I was fighting with my siblings and I would be like, parlay, parlay. Or savvy, you know, when you want to make sure someone understands, yeah. we'd be like, savvy. Yeah, so that kind of surprised me because I didn't feel that nostalgic about it going in. But I obviously it was, or we watched it quite a bit growing up. I think, yeah, anyone sort of of our generation will, even if you haven't seen it in a long time, still know every sort of beat of this film, yeah. and every sort of key cultural moment because it was such a big thing. It was such a big thing, wasn't it? And it was, I mean, we'll talk about 
this a bit later, but I think just the sheer size and scale of this film in terms of production, you could feel that when you're watching it as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it that's, was... it's just an adventure. It's just such an adventure film and you, you just need to go on the ride. A rollicking good time. It is. Yeah. And based that's what on they the ride, were, based on the literal Disney ride. Yeah. So if you don't know, it is based on a Disney Attraction. world or Disneyland. It started off at Disneyland, but then Disneyland. went to Disney World. It was okay. actually one of the Disneyland originals, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not an extremely nostalgic film for me, but it definitely has that. It was just so familiar, and it was such an adventure, and it still is, I think, for the most part. I very much agree with you, but before we get into our reviews, it's now time for me to give a bit of a plot breakdown. I think that would be good, because there were things that I didn't remember, so if you haven't seen this film for a long time, this will help you get back into it. This is just it. But the good thing is... It's not actually an overly complex plot. There's just a few that are going on at once. Because it does yeah. actually go for over two hours. Oh, it goes for so long. It's quite a long film. That would be one of my complaints, actually, on rewatching. Yeah. But let's go. Yeah, okay. Start it off. So, we're at sea, and a little girl is on a, on a ship yep. singing about pirates. Yeah. The crew mate comes up to her and is like, hey, stop singing about pirates. Bad luck. They have a bit of a um, rabble. Suddenly, they see a boy floating offshore. Yep. Off, off, you know, off deck. <laughs> in the middle of the ocean. Yep, in the middle of the ocean. On like a little... On like a... A bit of debris. Yeah, that's it. And they pull him up on board, and Elizabeth, who's this little girl, notices that he's got, got this cool... Um, doubloon. Doubloon around his neck. She grabs it. He wakes up, says his name is... Will Turner. Will Turner. They're all like, yeah, he's alive. They look off, and they see that he's come from a shipwreck. There's a ship that's burning, and they're all yep. like, oh, no, we've got to check that out. And Elizabeth turns around and sees what looks like a rotting old pirate ship float off in the distance. A ghost ship. Yeah. Mm. Cut to Many Pirates of the Caribbean, later. Curse of the Black Pearl title. Oh, very good. Then, I, I wasn't going to go that many years that. later. <laughs> Many years later, Elizabeth's drawn up into Kira Knightley. Oh, yep. what a transformation. Um, it's the early 1700s. Yep. She is the governor's daughter. Yep. The um, governor of this island. Town. Port. What's it Port. Port Royal. Royal, that's right. In Jamaica. Yep. And she is getting pressured into marrying the Commodore. Yep. Commodore Norrington. Com- oh, Commodore Norrington. That's memory. And that's it. <laughs> um, she doesn't really want to because she's actually in love with Will Turner, yep. that guy she saved. Yep, who has grown up into Orlando Bloom. Whoa, so handsome. Yep. And he is working at the blacksmiths. He's yep. actually doing all the work. The yeah. blacksmith himself is a drunk. Yep. So they've got like this weird romantic, well, not weird, they've got romantic tension going on. But he, she's like, you know, just call me Elizabeth. And he's like, I can't, Miss Turner. Yeah, he's like, the boundaries between us are too far. That's just it. And she's um, like, oh, you're such an idiot. Yeah. So there's that going on. Meanwhile, Captain Jack Sparrow, played mm. by Johnny Depp, mm. arrives at Point Royal. He's mm-hmm. got no ship. Mm-hmm. Everyone's laughing at him. Mm-hmm. They're he's like, real confident. Yeah. You're a sucky pirate. And he's like, You'll remember this as the day you almost yep. caught Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. He um, gets caught. That's it. He tries <laughs> to steal a ship. While that, he's trying to steal it, Norrington is asking Elizabeth to marry him. Oh, that's right. Her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, asking no, her him, to marry him. him. And she faints because of, she's got a tight corset on. Yes. And of the, you know. They're like up on the um, fort looking over the cliffs yeah. to the ocean below. And she faints because she can't breathe. Falls into the water. Yeah. Captain Jack dives in, saves her. Important thing is, though, that her necklace hits the water mm. and sends off like this sonic boom. Mm, which is pretty cool. Yeah. He saves her. They find out he's a pirate. They lock him up. 
Everyone goes to bed. Yep. That's fine. But oh, no, actually, uh, he runs away a bit first and oh, Will yeah, that's Turner right. stops oh, he, him. Yes, that's right. A, he meets with fight. Will. Yep. They have a massive sword fight in the blacksmithery Place, yeah. <laughs> um, and then blacksmithery. Black, yeah, is it the blacksmithery? I, I don't think know so. Okay, okay. <laughs> send us a send us an email. That's it. You need to correct That'd us. That'd be fine. Captain Jack's locked up. Everything cool. Everyone's gone to bed. Elizabeth's a bit like, I don't want to marry this guy, but I guess I'll have to. But guess what? Pirates come and they start raiding Port Royal. They've been called there by yep. Mister Bloom. They're ransacking the town. Yep. Will tries to kill a couple and notices that they come back to life, which yep. is a bummer for him. Yeah. Um, he gets knocked out. Yeah. Elizabeth is trapped in yep. her manor, and it looks like they're about to kill her when she says... Parlay! Parlay, which yep. apparently in pirate speak means she has to go see the captain. Yeah, so the code, pirate's code, means that she has to go see the captain and talk it out. And the crew seem also eager to take her on the mm, ship. They're like, oh, all right. Yeah. So she gets on the ship, and they ask her her name, and she's like, uh, my name is uh, Elizabeth Turner. Yep. And they're like... Turner, eh? Ah, well, we'll be taking you. Yes. So they take her, they leave Port Royal. Yeah. Elizabeth realises that they're after the gold doubloon. Yeah. So she's trying to use that against them for a bit. Yeah. But then eventually they steal that off her. That's it. There's a monkey. So, there's, yeah, there's a monkey called Jack. Oh, no, cute. we don't find out it's Jack yet. Is it called Jack? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. We find that out later. I missed that. Anyway, that's happened. Port Royal's like, oh, man, we've got to fix this. Norrington is talking to the governor, being like, we've got to fix this. Will comes in and he's like... Why are we her. fixing this? Yeah, we're going to save her <laughs> right, right now. now. They're like, nah, wait, man. And he's like, nah, I can't wait. So he goes and talks to Captain Jack, who's still locked up. Yep. So he goes and like breaks in to the jail. So Captain Jack's the only one in the jail. Yep. Will makes a deal with him, says, if you help me find Elizabeth, I'll free you. Freeze them. They escape. They steal a boat and escape. Yep. They go hunting after this pirate ship, which yep. we find out is... The Black Pearl. So Jack wants his ship because it's his ship. Yes. He keeps saying it's his ship and Will wants Elizabeth safe. That's it. Jack and Will stop off at Pirate Town. Um, Jack and Will went down a hill to fetch (laughs) a pearl. Sorry. Pirate Town's pretty cool. They get a crew. They man their boat. Yep. They head off after the Black Pearl. Yep. Because Jack's got a special compass oh, that yes. points towards where What's the What's the point of, of using a compass that doesn't work? And then they're like, sure, it doesn't point north. Yeah. Points to the Black Pearl. Yes. Elizabeth's on the Black Pearl and she's like, I'm having a real bad time. Yeah. I'm going to try and you know cause some mischief, kill some of these pirates. Uh-oh. Turns out these pirates are ghost pirates. Yep. Skeleton pirates. Yep. Um, so in Moonlight, we see their arms, their hands, their limbs, everything about them turns into skeletons. Which is all because... They stole this cursed treasure. Cursed Aztec gold. Yep. And it turns out that turned them into ghost pirates. Yep. Something, it's like the Aztec gold is like mythological or like something kind of, I don't know, that's always like a bit of a like, ooh, Aztec gold. Always spooky. (laughs) It's like a bit cool. So to cure themselves of being ghost pirates, what they needed to do is give back all the gold and with it some of their blood so everyone's given some blood so they, the, the ghosts of uh, the ghosts the pirates are there now they, yeah. they've found the treasure they're back with it they just need they needed one more piece of gold yep which is the bit that elizabeth had yeah and they also need the blood of one more person who was that it was will turner senior <gasps> bootstrap bill yeah who had been one of the pirates but had pissed off the captain yes. captain barbosa when Barbosa had mutinied Against Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. And then Bootstrap Bill was like, that was a shit move. Yeah. So Barbosa was like, screw you, threw him yep. overboard. Attached him to a cannonball by the bootstraps. <laughs> That's right. And 
Send him overboard. Without um, knowing they actually needed some of his blood to break the curse. That's it. So mm. now they're like, great, we've got his bloodline in this Elizabeth Turner. Yep. We've got the gold. We'll go fix that up. Yep. They go to try fix that up. Yep. And it doesn't work. They're like, she's not really a Turner. That's right. The same time that they're figuring that out, Will and Jack have arrived yes. to come and sort of save the day. That's right. They grab Elizabeth. Yep. Will goes with Elizabeth back to the ship they've captured with the crew from Pirate Town, and they're on there, Will and Elizabeth, and Will's like, Jack fell behind, so let's just get yeah, out that's of here. Right. Yeah, we've got to keep to the code. Yeah. Every, any man who falls behind gets left behind. So Jack gets captured by Barbosa yep. and the Black Pearl and gets locked up in the brig. Yeah. The Black Pearl chases after the ship. Yes, they need Will's blood. Yeah, because they yep. need Will's blood. Um, and there's a bit of a fight. Yeah. Oh, but, and this bit's kind of cool because Elizabeth has some say into like what happens yeah. with the boat. Yeah. Which you're like, yeah. Because she, it turns out she's been fascinated by pirates her whole oh, life. So she knows quite a bit about yeah. all this shit. So there's a big fighting, fight, fight, fight. Yeah. The pirate town ship gets sunk and the Black Pearl wins. Yeah. They end up capturing the whole crew. Yeah. Including Will and Elizabeth and Jack. Yeah. They decide to chuck Elizabeth and Jack off at an island. Yeah. They don't and leave them. them there and go back to pour out Will's blood over the gold. Yeah. Elizabeth and Jack are now on an island, an island that Jack was at, had been marooned at before, um, and there was a big sort of romantic story about how he'd escaped by training sea turtles. He'd roped them together with the human hair off his back. Yeah. Turns out he hadn't. Turns out there'd been rum traders who had run that route, and he just sat there and drank rum. For three days, and then yep. got on their boat and left. Um, Elizabeth has an ingenious idea that she's going to burn all the rum. Yep. She does. Why is all the rum gone? It's to attract the so Navy. Like a- massive plume of smoke. Yeah. They can't miss it. That's it. They sail right to them. Yep. Attracts the Navy. Norrington's there. Yep. He picks up Elizabeth and Jack. Yep. Jack convinces them to chase after the Black Pearl. Yes. So they all end up at the Black Pearl at the Aztec Gold Place. Yes. There's a bit of a kerfuffle, change of hands. Everyone's deceiving each other. Turns out all good. The bad guys (laughs) get captured. Barbosa gets shot. You really just uh, you oh, just sped over that last there's little bit. A, you know, there's just bits and pieces back and forward. <laughs> yeah. You think Jack's a bad guy. You think Jack's a good guy. Jack turns into a skeleton. Yes, he steals. That was yeah. very clever. He steals some Aztec gold because so, he knows he's going to get in a fight. So he steals a piece of this gold so he can't die because yeah. then he's cursed. But then he can easily break the curse because yeah. he's right there, which is the way they kill Barbosa. Yeah. Genius. He dies. I feel cold. Barbosa dies, yeah. Yep. Everyone ends up happy, kind of, because they go back to Point Royal. Yeah, and then we like skip ahead like yeah. another weird amount so. of time. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, who knows? Looks like Jack's going to be hanged. Will comes forward, saves him. Wearing uh, this ridiculous outfit. Yeah. Like which is like... A the Scarlet Pimpernel. Pimpernel, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Jack escapes with the Black Pearl and his crew. Will ends up with Elizabeth. Yeah. Because Elizabeth's like, no, nah, I don't even want Norrington. Norrington's like, oh, I'm a bit sad. I'll but, give... but he's like, all right. Yeah, all right. And I'll give Jack a head start. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's the end of the movie. Credits yeah. roll. And then there's a secret scene after the movie of the monkey going and stealing a piece of the gold again and turning into Skeleton Monkey. Oh, cute. Yeah. I like the Skeleton Monkey. Yeah. That was pretty cute. So I rushed it a bit at the end, but really we got the big plots through. It's a long film. It's a long film. And there is like... You know, they, they go to the treasure cave, they leave the treasure cave, they go back to the treasure cave. Yep. This person's a skeleton, that person's a skeleton. Watching it back again, 
I was like, oh, wow, I kind of thought this all happened at once. It, like, wrapped up. Yeah. 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 Rather than going back and forth. And yeah, I think they could have cut out that chunk where Elizabeth and Jack are on the island. I was like, just get rid of it. Yeah. It annoyed me anyway because it's, like, sexual between them, kind of. And I was yeah. like, fuck off. Like, we just don't need that. And then just cut out that whole scene. That would have been fine. Just make Elizabeth come up with another idea to get at the attention of Norrington and her father at the cave maybe or before yep. they go into the cave i yep. don't know then again then you'd miss one of those awesome sea battles that they have yeah the sea battles were pretty cool it was like it was set piece followed by set piece yeah. which oh. was just fantastic yeah. to watch amazing and maybe if you weren't sort of watching it as i feel both of us kind of were a little bit just to watch it for this yeah <laughs> if true. you're there to relax that's then... true yeah so we're not like but perfect segue into what is your review through the rose tinted glasses yeah i mean there were definitely things that annoyed me mm. but there were definitely things that i enjoyed i think i didn't enjoy it nowhere near as much as i would have as um, when I first watched it. So it came out in 2003, I think. Yeah. Um, so I would have been 16. I mean, I remember being pretty in love with Orlando Bloom at that stage because... He's he'd, beautiful. He is very beautiful. And this is post Lord of the Lord Rings. Of the Rings yeah. So we've already seen him in his elf glory. And now we see him here. I really felt like he was going to rule the world because he was in Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean. It was a bit like, is what, there anything what, this man... Yeah, what can't he do? Yeah. Turns out, nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you do Elizabethtown? Yep. Yeah. Manic Pixie Dream Girl throwback. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I still enjoyed it. It was definitely too long. But I, I really could appreciate the scale of it. Like, I, I really enjoyed that it was quite an adventure. It's meant to be an adventure story, and it is an adventure story. I think it's one of those films that it's not claiming to be, like, some artistic piece of whatever. It's just... A fun adventure extravaganza. It's a ride. Exactly. It is essentially a ride. They wanted to emulate the experience of going on the ride at Disneyland. And I think they did that pretty well. Yeah. I definitely have some problems with just, I mean, I mean, it's hard because the whole, you know, man rescues the woman, damsel Mm -hmm. in distress kind of vibe going on. Like there were definitely times when, when Kira Knightley's character had some more agency. agency. Yeah, definitely. And that was pretty cool, but there were some bits that really irritated me. So some of the good bits, first of all, was um, that she knew a lot about the boats, like I said before, and she actually like, you know, has this good idea to try and catch the other boat off guard when they're in this about to engage in this epic battle so you know that was pretty cool and what else was good she yeah she you know she was involved in fight scenes she definitely wasn't a sitting duck the whole time she definitely Mm. had moments of choice and moments of control but then there were dumb things as well like the fact that after all of that when we skipped that month ahead and we go back to port royal when jack's about to be executed and she's just like standing there like she hasn't done anything up until I mean maybe she's done something but she's just hasn't standing there like exactly hasn't been included in this plan with Will to save him like it just seemed a bit not only was it like her not having agency as a character but also unrealistic like I feel like after that big experience together Will and Elizabeth would be pretty tight like pretty close and they would have that bond with Jack as well you know Port Royal those social barriers well do you reckon though it's huge. I don't know. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. <laughs> I don't know. Not a lot of thought given to that last scene. It's no. just sort of tagged on, so yeah. there's some closure. Definitely, definitely a strange scene. Yeah, there was definitely could have been tightened up this film. Yeah. Like, could, 
cut a few scenes out, maybe add, you know, just stitch a bit together and you'd have Mm. something a bit tighter and a bit quicker and a bit more pacey. The other thing that I wanted to say that I really liked about it was that it started off from her point of view as well. So we see it, we come at the story from Elizabeth's perspective, essentially. She's the first character we see on screen and we see... We meet Will through her eyes. We see the pirate ship from her eyes. So we're very much like that person who is kind of being introduced to the world of the ocean and the world of um, pirates. And I really appreciated that. I liked that. I was thinking because I've actually just started listening to a podcast called The Bechdel Cast. Oh, yeah. Which is a pretty awesome podcast where they look at films through a very feminist perspective. If you don't know what The Bechdel Test is... So it's based, their podcast is based on the idea of the Bechdel test, which is the idea that, or it's like a, a gauge of seeing how, not even how feminist a movie is, but how weighted towards men male perspective it is. Yeah, versus, yeah. yeah. So the idea is if it, it passes the Bechdel test, if it has two female characters in it who are well-rounded, who speak to each other about something other than a man. Yeah. That's right. Right. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. So um, this one almost might. Well, I think it does, yeah. but just, just. Yeah. And on the way over, I was like, nah, it doesn't, it doesn't. But when you were saying that, I think it does because when there's one other female character, the pirate, there's another mm. female pirate or crew member, really. Yeah. Well, she um, was a captain of a ship that Jack stole. Oh, that's stage, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she's like a, a seafaring lass. And she and Kira, she and Elizabeth have a moment of trying to decide what to do with the with the ship when they're engaging in that battle. Yeah. And I think the only time they really talk is that moment and they I think the only engagement between just them is when the pirate chick who I don't know her name, but she says to Elizabeth, it was a good plan. Yeah. And you're like, yes. Yeah. It's like two women talking about <laughs> Elizabeth is Elizabeth had the plan of throwing off all their excess weight That's so they right, can get so some they extra get a bit speed faster. Yeah. And get into some rocky area. Yeah. Yeah, so I had that a bit in mind. The Bechdel cast, I just listened to an episode. They did an episode on um, something about Mary, yeah. which was like really funny <laughs> and terrible. But I really recommend that anybody, anybody listens to this podcast because it's pretty awesome, especially if you get frustrated by movies a lot. Because there was a lot of, they, in the one with something about Mary, there was a lot of like sighing and like frustration. Yeah. And I just like, it just spoke to me so much. I was like, yes, this is how I feel a lot of the time. Yeah. So like I have this very much, it's hard to watch a film without being critical about the representation of women and the portrayal of women, because that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> I am a woman. <laughs> hear me raw so i was trying to balance that out with the fact that you know in this time period there probably weren't a lot of women i don't know like yeah what am i trying to say i don't know like i feel like wasn't a lot of agency given to women exactly in the 1700s exactly yeah. yeah so yeah there's that so trying to just balance those two two things out about being too critical of a film like there always could be better women portrayed in films but they, it wasn't the worst no. It was no something about Mary. That, yeah. <laughs> I don't have that on DVD, so unless Thank you've got God. it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I've got all the Fallery brothers. What's yep. their name? Fa- What's that, the name? Fallery. Academy Award winner, Peter Fairley. <laughs> Is yeah. it really? Yeah. What did he win an Academy Award? Green Book. Oh, He made yeah. Green Book. Yeah. But that's a terrible movie. Yeah. And it won Best Picture. <laughs> My mum, classic, like... Oh, I hope she doesn't listen to this, but classic... <laughs> Classic, like, well-meaning middle-aged white women statement of, like, how good of a film that was and how touching it was. But I feel like didn't quite understand the 
mm. more complexity around the white saviour notion. The yes. end. I also don't have Green Book on DVD, oh, so good. <laughs> we can avoid that conversation. But um, um, yeah, no, it was pretty good. That's, uh, I guess, my thoughts it's all right. are yeah. pretty similar. Um, I guess giving my background to the film, I do remember it would have been year six that this came out. Um, and I, yeah, it was it was huge. We would not have been friends at this point because you would have been way too no. young. Yeah. You would have been like my little brother's age. That's it. So weird. But uh, <laughs> it was just, it was huge. And I just remember everyone had seen it and everyone, you know, was talking about it. I saw it a couple times at the cinema. And Did I, you really? Yeah. I also remember seeing it that summer I went to stay with my grandma and yep. they did an outdoor cinema some nights oh, cool. at Goolwa wow where's and, that um, so it's on the Fluro Peninsula just oh. near Victor Harbour oh I have no idea anyway so we saw it there too cool. and I remember I remember grandma coming out of it and just being like that's sort of just like what movies used to be you know oh, like, yeah. you well know. they do in the special features they talk a lot about how there hasn't there hadn't been at the point when they made this a pirate movie for a really yeah. long time yeah bread and butter you know ancient curse Bad guys, good guys. Yeah. Good guys win. Hooray, dear. Yes, exactly. Um, yep. I also remember... Big battle scenes. Yeah. Having huge arguments, I think, in year six art... In, in the art room, in art class, we argued over the last line of Barbosa. Oh, yeah. That I feel cold or I feel gold. Oh, it's definitely cold. Yeah, I know, but I just remember having huge <laughs> heated arguments about... I don't, can't remember which side Let's I was on. Let's name and shame this child, Pro- whoever no, you're arguing against. I was probably on the wrong side. You're surely you know? not. You've seen it like three times. Yeah, but, oh, I just remember like coming up to that point in the movie and being like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I feel gold. Yeah, but stuck with me, stuck with, I guess, as I said, people of our generation very much so. And maybe uh, they apparently just... there is footage out there somewhere of my wife reenacting one of these scenes with her sister in the in the pool. All right, um, we'll get our hands house. on that and put yeah. it on the Instagram. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the scene where uh, Jack and Will are fighting on a ship and yeah. Will gets pushed over the edge. Oh, yeah, on the... Um... Yeah. Um, master yeah, on the mast of yeah. the... Yeah, cool. Apparently portrayed by Pool Noodle, but, you know. I can see that. Yeah, yeah exactly. That very accurate, actually. But I remember really loving it at the time and really sort of, I guess, hadn't even bloomed into nostalgia yet, but really feeling that. So then being particularly disappointed by the films that came out afterwards oh, and just being like, oof. Yeah, same. I think I saw the second one at the cinema. Yeah, and... me too. And I think I saw the third one too, but dozed off. Oh, whoa, really? <laughs> What even is the premise of the third one? I remember there's a giant sinkhole. Oh. Doesn't, doesn't his dad come into it somehow? Will's dad? Yeah, and Will ends up on the edge of the sinkhole. Oh, okay, cool. Forever, maybe. Eternally. Oh. Well, he's not in the fourth one. So no. <laughs> he so... might still be there right now. Anyway, I'm sure... We digress. We, well, we won't discuss them later by the sounds of it. I don't think either of us bought Do you them. have them? No. no, neither. Thank God. But... Yeah, coming back to it, I wasn't actually that worried because I did sort of have that memory of this was pretty... Like, it's, it's Disney, Jerry Bruckheimer. Yep. It was put out to make a lot of money. Yeah, it and did therefore, make a lot of money. It made a lot of money and therefore also probably to be not offensive yes, at all. Really, true. it was mainly yes. just to be yep. be what it was. Yes, that's right. And it was. Um, yep. Can I just say, though, I was a bit spooked by them skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> you have such a low tolerance. <laughs> And with the amount of horror films we're going to actually watch on this show, you'll find that <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I was watching, I had my headphones in watching this on a computer. Yeah. Um, and very much so during that scene where he comes out and says, You best start believing in ghost stories. So I was sort of like looking over my shoulder. Oh but, you know, it holds up to be exactly what, what it, it is. And what I, it was meant know, to be. Yeah, I have no hassle in recommending it if you want to have 
a bit of fun. Again, yeah. maybe watch it under conditions where you just want to relax rather than, yeah. man, i got to watch this for a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you want to like do the dishes in the background or yeah. like fold your washing. Or... Well, you could put it on for an evening, step out for a bit and get your cup of tea and come back. Yeah, not, gonna... not much will have changed. Yeah. I was surprised that at the rating because it's M15+. Plus. Well, because the skeletons are so spooky. Babe. Well, I thought maybe it was because of the sexual innuendo of like the... Oh, there is a, a little. A few times. But also, what, oh, what does it actually say? It says medium level violence, yeah. supernatural. Some get shot. People die. Yeah. There's a lot of death actually. People get their throats slit and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's um, it, it's full on, but it's not. But for a Disney film as well, like I think they said this is the first film that was rated PG thirteen over in America, yeah. which is a little bit lower than this, but is more than our PG. I think. And it was a big thing going with Jerry Bruckheimer, sort of partnering with him rather than sort of just doing it all in house because right. he was very he was Armageddon. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. You know, it was very much saying, we're going to make a action film. Yeah. This is going to be action before Disney. Yeah. But it's still very Disney. It's still is. got the, I guess, the duo on both sides of the two silly officers and the two yeah. silly pirates. Yeah, that's right. With a funny eye. Which I always love them. Oh, yeah. That's it. And yeah. that's why, you know, there's a lot to love. And the action sequences are just amazing. Yeah. That, that sequence, as much as we say it might not be necessary where the two ships chase each other yeah. down oh I think have you have to work that fight. in somewhere because that was awesome to watch it was just brilliant yeah and the sword fighting yeah. just wonderful to watch although I got a bit bored of it sometimes but <laughs> yeah <laughs> the um the CGI also I feel really holds up I loved up. it I loved it and I loved that it still held up because I was worried that it was going to be really dated yeah. but it must have been so revolutionary for the time oh gosh like yeah like yeah just really the detail that they go to and when you watch the special features you watch the, yeah. yeah. So they talk about, you know, the special, the making of feature is broken down into all these different sections, and one of them is on the visual effects. And they talk about how they made these skeletons look so terrifying. Mm. And, you know, they had like, they had photos of bits of uh, material that they had made to look like dried out skin that they took images on, and they had that on the computer, so then they could well, manipulate that. And it just yeah. the detail that we went into this was incredible, and mm. I, it really paid off. Like, the special, I loved the I loved the um, the skeletons in it. And I think that was, it came from that mixture of Jerry Bruckheimer, he sort of took over the film aspect, and Disney really took over that creative side. Yeah. Yeah. It, just, it was that perfect combination. Yeah. One of the special features I watched was the creation of the cave set. Yes. Oh, and, my um, God. Which, yeah, you kind of forget that that's it was huge. A, a studio. Yeah. Um, so the one I watched, I think I watched a different one to you. Oh, okay. Um, was just a time lapse of oh, empty, cool. empty um, soundstage. And then... To cave with cave. water and boats flowing through it. Yeah. Like, it was amazing do you well because i feel like we're uh, we're drifting we're drifting along the tide features. into special features yeah. do you want to talk about anything else of what you thought about the film before we get into special features no i think i i just did want to really highlight because as much as i sort of i think i underplayed it a bit just sort of saying it was a bit of fluff because because it is but I, I do think that the action sequences and the special effects hold up and it's probably worth not forgetting it for that yeah oh like, definitely and, and I, not letting it be overshadowed yeah. by its predecessors yeah, is that what the, you know predecessors. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that came after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah. Um, I can also, I guess, talk a bit about the performances. I, oh, it, yeah. I know Johnny Depp being over the top and outrageous is cliche now. Now it like, is, but, but it wasn't back here. in the day. Like, exactly. you know, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for this, yeah. and I think rightly so. Yeah. And um, this, was, this was his, we, you know, he's such a fucking superstar now 
that we forget. This was why, kind of, yeah, because well, he was mostly known for cult films before that's this. It. He, this was his step into into the mainstream. Yeah. Like you know, he'd sort of flirted with a couple of things with Tim Burton, but yeah. even at this stage, Tim Burton wasn't wasn't mainstream. The, thing that it he is, is now. now yeah that's right um, so this was a huge this was when i first came to know about johnny depp yeah and i remember and this is like the just the cultural impact that this film has had to the point where if you were going to dress up as a pirate for halloween not that we really have it here but if you're going to dress up for a pirate for a dress up party yeah. or for halloween what are you going to do yes you're going to go as johnny depp essentially that's it i'd, I'd be remiss to talking about the cultural impact i'd be remiss to say my brother and i went through a stage in our lives where we watched a lot of those like epic movie sports movie you know all those parody films oh yeah trying to be scary <laughs> yeah. movie but awful yeah yeah yeah. Um, and in epic movie there's a scene where they do a rap as the pirates oh. of the caribbean it's just awful that oh. whole film's awful oh. but it sort of became a joke between my brother <laughs> and i and when i said that we were watching this one he was like pirates of the caribbean <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll also get a recording of that and yeah. <laughs> put it up because um, that sounds excellent. <laughs> yeah, but it was just, you know, everything. Every sort of sketch show had a, someone coming on as Captain yep. Jack. Uh, when um, Oz Opera did their version of Pirates of Penzance a couple of years ago, um, Anthony Warlow was Captain Jack. Oh, like, really? Yeah, he was wow. dressed up and he acted just like Johnny Depp. Yeah. You know, it's become what pirate is. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's like really taken over what we thought about a pirate before and after. And the rumoured story, I haven't fact-checked this, is that the directors and everyone around Johnny Depp was like, nah, this is too weird. You're playing it too weird. You're playing it too weird. And, you know, it was such a success. He got nominated for the Oscar. Um, everyone loved it. It became a cultural icon. That apparently now that's what Johnny Depp's become. He's like, you know, people say to him, it's too weird. He's like, no, I know best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's Maybe why that's why he's dead. Every single one of his characters <laughs> yeah. at the moment is just over the way top. too much <laughs> yeah. and stupid. He got proven right one time. Yeah. And <laughs> he's it, really yeah. run with it. That's, I heard that it was rumor. based on... Um, oh, Keith Richards. Yeah, Keith it's Richards. Very much so. Yeah. And um, if we jump into the special features yeah, just let's a little do bit it. again. So this is one of my well, favourite... We can just go full bore into them now if you yeah, want. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. One of my favourite things growing up and loving DVDs was hunting on DVDs for Easter eggs. Oh, yes. So Easter eggs are hidden special features that if you press a button a couple of extra times, it will scroll over and highlight a thing that was hidden before. How do you have the patience for that? Well, I remember because we must have hired this or perhaps someone, I don't know. Are you sure it's not at the bottom of your collection somewhere? I'm sure it's not in my collection, right. but it might be in the family's collection. It might be. I don't know. But this is one that I've had the time to go through special features and press yeah. every button all yeah. the time. Yeah. So, so you knew what to do? Did you have to play around with it again with this? To be DVD? honest, I remembered there was some on there and I Googled Easter oh, eggs. Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. Um, so on this the one, magic of Google. it's on every men menu where there's a tooth. If you press towards that tooth, you'll eventually highlight it. Oh. Um, so a tooth in the monkey's face, a tooth on Barbosa, a tooth in a skeleton. Whoa. And um, you highlight all these extra special features. One of them was that one with the time lapse. Yeah. And one of them was an interview with Keith Richards talking about... Oh. And apparently Johnny Depp called him before the premiere and said, hey, by the way, I stole a lot of this Your from moves. you. Your moves. Whoa. And what did he say in the he special features? He said he was honoured and he said Johnny Depp's got an awesome guitar collection and they hang out all that, you know like, <laughs> but um yeah yeah so oh cool him and easter eggs look for them on your dvds if you have them now yeah <laughs> if you haven't thrown them all out keep going with the special features uh, the, others, yeah, yeah other special features i watch another hidden easter egg one was a um digital storyboard so it was i guess a test of some of the animatics for the cannonball fight the, oh yeah yeah 
because um, so much of that you don't really think of it in the moment because I think the special effects are so good but that would have been all green screen and yeah. all well, digital uh, yeah. yeah yeah and all filmed on a model like the, yeah. they had so obviously one of these ships had to be blown up mm-hmm. and there's like this epic battle scene and waves going everywhere and you just can't film that kind of thing at sea no. so they had to create I mean first of all there'd been just masses of amounts of construction to create full-sized full-scale boats mostly on top of barges so they'd create like half of the boat or three quarters of the boat kind of like a a facade of the boat you know on top of a barge then they created these miniature ones which aren't i mean when we say miniature they weren't like you know they weren't tiny they were more than a meter long and then they'd filmed the whole battle scene from that using those and using the waves from this wave pool and just such a epic in itself, the the fact of their, it's the so way they made it. incredibly creative yeah. too, just like oh, the, yeah. the creativity that goes into that. I guess another one of the special features I watched was, did you watch any of the flying on the set? No, ones? I started watching and then Yeah, so these were just great. It was just a camera that had been set up on the set while they were filming and you just got to sort of see how a day on the set would work. Yeah. Um, the one I watched was when they went to the pirate town. Yeah. And that was just great to see, like, because obviously a lot's going on. People are having fights and just seeing all the ADs and the director sort of talk to all these extras and say, you need to run in at this point, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, there's this guy that's just guzzling rum. And whenever it was cold cut, someone would run over and put a blanket around him because oh, he was wet. Yeah. And then, you know, it'd be yeah. action again, pull the blanket off and the guy's drinking. Yeah. Just, just I love seeing that sort of like the making of and the, the magic behind this one would have been maybe a 15 second shot going yeah. through, oh. through an alley. And just how many different moving components. And then, you know, they had to get a horse to run through. Yeah. And the guy getting dragged on a cart. It was all... It's really interesting, <sighs> like, thinking about filmmaking and knowing all of this stuff about how much goes into it. And then teaching my year 11s <laughs> media where they have to make a film. They get so gung-ho about filmmaking until they get into the real detail of, like, having to write a script and having to write a, a shot list and having to do a storyboard. They're like, what? I have to write every single shot out. And yeah. you're like... Yeah. Yes, like, fuck, watch some of these special features. Like, the the detail and the absolute passion and dedication that these people have. And just the choreography. Because for this one, you had people falling past the camera, which you don't think of. But because of that, that means you had to have people run in with crash mats and then run out of shot and then someone sweeping up behind it. Like, it was just... It's manic. It's, it's just epic. insane. So, yeah, I loved the special features of this and just the scale of it. And I think it's really interesting talking about this after we talked about Moulin Rouge because I was, like, blown away by the scale of Moulin Rouge and this is, like, feels three times the size. Mm. Like, it was just huge because they brought in maybe a 1,000 people into this yep. small town um, it had all been in created. the Car- Caribbean. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, and then they had about 700 locals... No, several hundred locals, <laughs> yep. not 700, maybe. Several hundred locals also helping out. And then they did, like, one of the things I noted down that was so amazing was that they found, they filmed the fort, where the fort was, was filmed in America. So where the, you know, the part where Jack's about to be all hanged. And, you know, there's all of this stuff kind of happens up there. And they had to make sure that the sun path was the same on that particular mm. place where they, in that location, as where they filmed on location in the Caribbean. So just matching the sun path to make sure the shots were like lined up and there was consistency and it wasn't jarring for the audience. It's sort of epic filmmaking. It is just, it is mind boggling. It is mind boggling. Yeah. And the amount of money, like a couple hundred, no, do you know the budget for this? 
The budget was 140 million. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it made uh, domestically 305 million plus another 350 million internationally, so wow. about 650 million. Yeah. So heaps. Um, yeah, especially for back then. Um, these days, any epic seems to be a billion dollars. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say about the special features was the bits where the the crew of the navy were fighting with the corpses, with the skeletons mm. at certain points throughout the yeah. film when the full mood had come out and they were having this big battle scene and they were fighting skeletons. And the filming of that, like the the effort that goes into filming that, so they filmed it once with the actual actors of Barbosa's crew, yeah. the pirates, and then just to get everything choreographed right. And then the poor soldiers, like the poor actors who were playing the Navy crew had to film the whole thing again but against nobody yeah and you see them in the special feature just like having this epic sword battle and there's nobody opposite them (laughs) which you just like that's so what a dedication like i love it well that's it because that was one of the most impressive things when people went in and out of moonlight and went from skeleton to normal yeah it was just just seamless seamless. Yeah. yeah any other features that you watch um no, I think that... Oh, yeah, the other special feature that I watched, because I was pretty fascinated by this. I didn't realise when I watched this movie the first time that it was based on yep. the Disney ride. And I've never been to Disneyland or Disney World. So sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought... I actually thought it was really funny. I asked Laura if she had been recently, and I thought she was going to say, no, no, like, what a dumb thing to do. And she was like, it's the best. <laughs> it is the best. Yeah. Oh, I went to Disney World by myself a couple of years ago and just had the best time. Yeah. But, um, and it's not so much about like she was explaining it's not really about like the the big epic rides where you fall like where you no. like fall heaps or you go on a it's, massive roller coaster it's about the it's stories the theming it's the theming, the theming. Yeah. it's just so amazing yeah and um yeah this was based off Pirate of the Caribbean ride which has dated and they have updated it but we both watched yeah. this yes we both watched this special feature that showed the introduction of the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. do you want to talk no, a little bit about that well it basically had Walt Disney talking about his vision for yeah. this adventure ride about pirates yeah and then um, the reality of that a yeah. bit later and construct it through yeah. so the, the ride is about you go through on a on a boat yep um, down a little waterfall yeah into this pirate area and there's all these robotic pirates yep. them, and basically a lot of scenes that were incorporated yeah in the movie. yeah the original version of the ride had a auction of women oh my god i wrote it down um, had some pretty racist chinese pirate bits it was the worst it said <laughs> it was auction a wench for bride yeah <laughs> you could buy a wench from the bride and they were all saying we want the redhead this yep. like sexy redhead yeah oh yeah it was just the worst um, that has auctioning off women yeah. That has changed. It's been taken out. Yeah, that's yeah. been taken out. It's sort of been restructured to be the hunt for Jack Sparrow now. So, oh, yeah. right. It, um, Did you go on it? Yeah, obviously. Oh, so a couple fun. of times. It's just couple amazing. Yeah, the animatronics in the ra- in the ride were pretty spectacular were even back then. I was really impressed so by those. Yeah. I was actually surprised how impressed I was. Oh, yeah. Just to see see how much creativity was put in back then. Yeah. It was no surprise, I guess, it yeah. went into the movie. Um, Disney was... At this stage, trying to make film franchises out of a lot of their rides. Ah. Um, this was by far the most successful. Did they make other ones? They also had The Country Bears, based on ah. The Country Bears, which I remember watching on a bus as a kid and being not impressed. Oh. And they also had Haunted Mansion. You might remember Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, I do remember that yeah, film. That yeah, that was meant to be something a lot bigger than it ended up, but it was a bit of a box office bomb. Uh. So, and he, I think Disney was dead by the time the ride... Yes. Premiered as yeah. well. Yeah. So he was involved in the creation, but not the... But then cryogenically yeah. frozen. That's it. And I think one of the rumours is that his head is one of the heads in Pirates of the Caribbean. 
What? Yeah, or he's, you know, it's, Ugh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's not, but, <laughs> you know, it's, there's a million rumours about the, where the corpse of Walt Disney is. Um, I liked that um, Jerry, what's his Brookheimer. name? Brookheimer. Brookheimer just sounds like a pirate name yeah, that's, <laughs> as well. I was just yeah. like, yes, it's all about the pirates. The only other thing that I have to talk about. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So a little while ago, I listened to this other awesome podcast called The History Chicks which you should all listen to as well. And it's where these two women dive into the like quite in-depth history of cool women throughout historical times. So, so no nerds. So what? No nerds, <laughs> only cool women. Only cool ones. Yeah. Um, no book readers. No, exactly, none of that. And one of the ones they did was this female pirate from the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk a little bit about her if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, her name is Jing Shi, Jing Shi, sorry, Jing Shi, um, a Chinese pirate queen. Yeah. She had over at one point, so I think by the time she kind of like was in her height, she had over 1,200 ships and more like, you know, thousands of men under her control and pretty epic. Like, I mean, it's kind of like that fascination we have with, on the way driving here, I saw an advertisement for a TV series called Women, Why Women Kill or something. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's so weird, you know? We don't have any TV series about why men kill. It just is accepted that they do. Yeah. But when women do, it's like, hmm, what's wrong? Why? Why? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why? Um, but also it comes like, I, I think I find this fascinating and maybe women who kill as well because you're kind of like, yes, break that glass ceiling. Like, <laughs> you go, girl. Exactly. Even though she was a pirate queen and probably responsible for a lot of terrible things, mm. I'm still like, yes, she's such a badass. Like, yeah. what an awesome girl. Pirates do have, like, you know, pirates were awful, but they, and this film proves that we, we kind of think they're kind of cool. We romanticize them. Yeah, yeah. they're great. Yeah, exactly. And then we say, you know, with great humor, they rape and pillage. And you're like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When you actually think about those words, you're let's, like, oh, fuck. Let's make a Disneyland ride about them. Yeah. <laughs> Pillaging. <laughs> we'll leave the raping out. Yeah, we'll leave yeah. that out. <laughs> we'll imply it. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't show it. Just don't show it. So anyway, this chick started mm. off as a courtesan and then around um, the age of 26 married a pirate, a, like pirate leader, I guess. Arr. And then in partnership with him, but like had used, obviously had used her ingenuity and her wits and smarts to get, to marry an influential person. And then along with her husband, they were quite a good team that worked together and they formed an alliance with these other pirate ships so there was all these different bands of pirates and they kind of brought them all together and then he died but she yeah but she like kept up she kept the band together and she created like a code of pirates code parlay was that part of it yes like i don't know if that was part of it we should look it up actually but she created a code of laws essentially a pirate code it's not very pirate is it but isn't that like then (laughs) i was like did they get sorry (laughs) (laughs) sorry to shut you down but do they like do they get that from here the the pirates code like probably because she literally had created a code a code for Mm. the pirates that was like but that was like you know all the booty will be shared yeah like if you find some gold oh yeah you share it all that kind of stuff if someone tries to mutiny they get beheaded straight away yeah. Like all of this stuff that... It's a good rule for her, isn't it? Well, yeah, great. <laughs> I think ScoMo put that in for the little yeah. party, actually. Yeah. It's working well. 
Yeah, so I just thought she was pretty cool. And yeah. if you want to find out more, and she ends up, she has like a pretty good life. She dies at the age of about 69, I think, wow. in her bed. She retires from being a pirate. She negotiates a plan where she doesn't have to, like she doesn't get punished for her crimes yeah. or whatever. And then she dies in her own bed after owning a gambling house for the last 10 years or so. What a boss. Peacefully. Exactly. Yeah. Like she doesn't get killed at siege and there's no mutiny against her. She's just like a real smart ass lady who, smart ass, that's the wrong Badass, smart lady. Yeah. <laughs> who manages to um, to rule in a world of men and in a, in a society of men. It's amazing. But anyway, that is the story of Jing Shi. And if you want more on that, you can easily Google her because there is heaps of stuff in her. But you should also listen to the History Chicks episode, which is episode 122. And they go into a lot more detail. They do so much research for this podcast. It's the best. Brilliant. Yeah. So listen to the History Chicks Episode 122 on Jing Shi. Um, one more thing I did want to talk about, just mm. before we get to the thrilling conclusion, mm. um, it would be poor of us not to talk about the music. Oh. The music. Actually, the there's a lot more to talk about, I just realised. There's a lot more to talk yeah. about. The music is one of those things. Yes, the music. The music is amazing. The music is amazing. The and that's another thing that's sort of just stuck with people. And yes. I think everyone sort of knows the Pirates of the Caribbean. Too, and yeah. everyone gets it stuck in their head. Yeah. A lot of people can do that first. On the piano. Yeah. That's good. Um, and for me, the music's really summed up. Have you heard the Lonely, a Lonely Island song? Oh, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow? No, but I love the Lonely oh, Island. Yeah, it's yeah. so great. They, um, oh, they get some sort of famous singer guy in to sing the hook for one of their rap songs. Yeah. And at the start, he just opens up and he goes, oh, I just watched those Pirates of the Caribbean films. They're really good. <laughs> and they're like... Yeah, cool, whatever. So they start doing the rapping and it comes to the hook and he goes, Now for the story of Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> it's great. It's weird. It's really good. Um, but anyway, I get that stuck in my head. I've had it stuck in my head So you get all So week. you have a couple of things stuck in the head. You get the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song mm-hmm. stuck in your head and then you get the Lonely Island song stuck yeah. in your head as well. And then I also get... So as a child, I actually used to do singing lessons. Oh. And one of the songs I did with my singing teacher was Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho. Oh. A Pirate's Life for Me. Oh. So I get that stuck in my head and I'll often <laughs> sing that while washing the dishes. So the last week or so has yeah. just been like it's a... Been, it's been a musical medley <laughs> yeah. in the Walters' house. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Elizabeth. Yeah. Yes. I kept on getting um I kept on getting this song, but then I would like think of this song, but actually then I'd just get the theme song for Game but, of Thrones. Yep. But now I just get the theme song for Game of Thrones in my head. Because yep. they're eerily similar in some and ways. Super epic. Yeah. Yep. And Love I feel it. like we should that we need to do a we need to do a merger. Someone needs to do a mashup of those two because I feel like they must have matching chords or something. There's something yeah. about them that works Someone so well together. Who's better at audio design than we obviously have. <laughs> um, mash them up for us. Mash them up. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about the music. What else did you want to? Oh, I to? wanted to my on a sad note. Okay. Just to bring it down a notch. Yep. Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. Johnny Depp. So if you are unaware. And maybe I don't know how big this kind of the stuff with Jeffrey Rush was yeah, in America. It came out of a, yeah, left Australia. Yeah, but in in the last year or so, mm. there have been a few um, allegations about of sexual misconduct for Jeffrey Rush, yeah. mostly from a woman in the Sydney Theatre Company who has alleged that he has made sexually inappropriate. He's just been a bit gross. Yeah, a bit gross. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. no one really knows what happened, I guess, except for the people involved. Well, yeah, he sued the paper who reported on it pretty poorly. Yes. Right. The oh. whole thing was really gross and oh, disgusting. Okay. Jeffrey Rush is questionable now. Yep. And before coming here, because of that, and it, it was kind of interesting watching it in the light of that as well. It is really and, hard to watch. And 
and him like anymore. yeah exactly and it's hard I mean it was him and Johnny Depp Johnny Depp as well because become so gross yeah who has really fallen from grace and this was like a, a real shining period in, on his life I guess mm-hmm. and then to watch it again with the knowledge that he's kind of gone a bit mad like it and, seems well, who's to say yeah whether you know he was gross back before then as well I think he's always from what I've read I think he's always struggled with drugs and alcohol yeah but yeah from here there was you know allegations of um violence. domestic violence yeah. um you know emotional abuse lots of alcohol um abuse as well and all of that stuff so we all I think everyone is kind of aware of what's happening with Johnny Depp so it was mm. it was interesting watching it with that in mind as well and a bit sad I guess in a way because it's so different so removed from what he was then that's just to it what he I, is now I, I found that especially with Jeffrey Rush uh, yeah because you know I've always enjoyed his work and yeah. it is hard to watch him now yeah you know, and yeah, and I watched after um, after I watched the film, I watched uh, the interview, which I've been meaning to watch for so long, but the interview with Yale Stone, who is um, an actress from... She's an Australian actress, but she plays a character in um, Orange is the New Black. She's She's been on that TV show for a while. Have you heard of this interview? No. It's really, really worth a watch because she um, did an interview with Lee Sales about Jeffrey Rush. Oh, actually, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So she was in a production with him, Diary of a Madman or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. But she was in a production with him quite a few years ago when she was about 25, very young actress. He was very well established at that stage still. Um, he was about 59 or even 60 maybe. And similar kind of allegations that she was talking about. So she, but her the interview is really interesting because it's not like he shouldn't have done this, he shouldn't have done that. It speaks of a culture where people in power, particularly men in power, yeah. are Almost, it's kind of weird. It's weird, but it's like a babied in a way to think that whatever they do is okay or mm. to think that, you know, whatever, you know, they are the star, so their ego gets pumped up all the time and then they think they can get away with whatever they want. And they yeah. never checked on it. They never checked on it, exactly. And, it and, if, and, and if a 25-year-old nobody actress says, actually, you know, what he's been doing has been making me feel uncomfortable, then she's going to be ousted straight away. Like they're going to keep his star power over her. So it was really like the interview is really worth watching and I'd encourage you to watch it and everyone listening to watch it as well, because it's not, she's not out there going like Jeffrey Rush is a douchebag. She's saying what he did was inappropriate. And some of the things she talks about are very inappropriate. Yeah. Um, But you can see also how, it may have been taken in that, like from his perspective, it's like all all a bit of fun and all a bit yeah. of a laugh. And it is a problem with our culture as a whole, where we encourage boys to feel like, you know, just flicking up a girl's skirt is kind of funny or pulling a girl's bra is kind of funny. And the girl has to kind of laugh along. Otherwise, she's told that she has no sense of humor. And well, can't you even take a joke, you know, even though I've never been in any kind of situation close to what Yale Stone had to go through from her what she says yeah. about Jeffrey Rush, but there are things that she talks about that I could recognize as a woman and as a girl where you have to like, you're not, you don't want to offend. So you're like, just go along with it for the joke yeah. because you don't want to make a big deal out of it. And in her case, it's, she makes a big deal out of it and loses her job and hurts her career. Whereas I think in a lot of, a lot of young girls, if you make a big deal out of it, you become the loser, you lose your friends. None of the boys like you. And socially, as I watch my teenage students go through this all the time, like, that's really hard. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so watch this interview because it's really, really, really interesting. And it just talks about the, our culture as a whole. But particularly, she obviously is talking about her experiences in the theatre industry and the film industry. But I think it speaks to the broader culture as oh, well. Oh, very much so. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it is important to sort of see that that as a, not just a glimpse into one industry, but a, yeah. a glimpse into many and sort of having that conversation yeah. across the board rather yeah. than okay it's allowed to happen here but yeah where isn't it allowed to happen yeah yeah and exactly. why, why have we got to this case yeah but sound very important to watch yeah it is really really interesting to watch so after i'd listened to the bechdel cast talking about something about mary and then i watched that interview <laughs> and i was just like real riled up today yeah <laughs> i was like yeah. i'm ready to rant something feminist. about mary glad we're not going to touch that one i know i'm glad yeah. too <laughs> Yeah, I think it's and it kind of this interview reminded me why I, you know, sometimes I really struggle, and I think this will come up again next week yeah. when we talk about and it is Ghostbusters. So, well, yeah, yeah, and I just think I sometimes I get a bit like, oh, just stop talking about it, you know, like stop bringing it up. You just have to have fun with the movie, but at the same time, I'm like, we need to talk about it because it. it's fun, and it's, it and it is important as well to keep the conversation as much as you know anyone that's done any anything wrong should be punished or should that should be known it is important to keep the conversation broad too and keep the focus on that culture and just say yeah just just because we lock up harvey weinstein doesn't mean everything's fixed. done yeah you know it is about no because we we have a culture in which we breed up we breed up in which we teach young boys that it's okay to treat girls in this way and then we teach girls that it's okay to for boys to treat you this way and then it goes a little bit too far. But it's yeah, just so complex. A little bit too far a lot of times. A is, lot of times. a lot too far. Yeah. I don't know. Well. Um, after all that. After all that, though, uh, I guess let's think about the DVD. I'm, I, don't, I don't know what to do. You don't know what to do? No, I know. Does that surprise you? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's just talk through. This film... It's available on Google Play. It's on iTunes. It's, it's, it's going to on be YouTube. around for a long time. It's on Stan. It will be yeah. on Disney Plus when it comes. Oh yeah. I don't think you're ever going to be in danger of losing this deep, losing this film. People. But what about the special features? The special features are another case. They but are am I going to watch them again? Deal. That's it. They're, they're great, and they're great to have watched. Yeah. But look, it's your DVD. I I don't think I think you're going to get that movie magic feeling, which was some of the best parts of these special features. From another 490 DVDs that I am <laughs> going to bring to the table across ah. the next several years of our life. Oh, God. Yeah, I think I... <sighs> this is huge. I know. I actually don't know because I thought I was going to just give it away. Yeah. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember a lot of this. And it brought back a lot of memories. And mm. I was like, oh, maybe I can't give it away. Maybe it was a big part of my life. And then I messaged my sister and she was like, give it away. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, really? And now I don't know what to do. I think... I'll give it away. I give it away, and also I have a sneaking suspicion that if you regret your decision, you'll be able to find a copy of this <laughs> in an op shop. I, I feel like you were perhaps not the only person to have bought this on DVD. Do you reckon? Yep. They didn't make $23.99 no. on no. DVD sales? I think they made a few more than that. Oh, but, right. I'll but, give it away. Uh, but well done for doing that. You know, that was a tricky decision. Thank you. And I hope I helped. Thanks. You didn't. I don't know. I, did. I think your sister did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but I would love to give it to a listener. So yeah, if a listener wants let it, us know. let us know and I'll send it to you. Because then at least I know it's going to someone special. Yeah. yeah. And look out for those Easter eggs. <laughs> um, you mentioned it briefly. Next week is Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Talking about 
fucking theme songs after I watched that film. It was in my head for so long. Oh yeah. And it'll be what I'm singing all week too. Hooray. Oh god. Um if you want to get in contact with us, there are three great ways to do it. One is called Instagram, one is called Twitter, and one is called Gmail. You may not have heard of them. Yep. <laughs> Insta and Twitter are at D-V-D-E-C-L-U-T-T-E-R, DVD Clutter. That's DVD Clutter at Instagram for Instagram and um, Twitter. Yep. And then you can also reach us at DVD Clutter at gmail.com. Yeah. Send us an email. Yeah, if you want to do the old school and send us an email, you can do that. That's it. Ask us some questions. Yeah, like, We're happy to talk. why on earth would you give away Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl? And yep. you really haven't seen the fifth one? It's the best one in the instalment. That, that might be it. I don't know if <laughs> is in one, and I like her. She's in one of them. Yeah, because oh. she did one, and then her husband, um, you know, Evia, Evia Bardem. Yep. Um, butchered that but anyway he does another one they've each got one imagine them just sitting at home in bed being like which one should yours or mine I've got my pirates you know I think that's cute I didn't know they were married yeah oh nice well they're at least together oh better than Tom Cruise oh maybe they were at some stage I'm sorry if I bring up bad memories Penelope (laughs) but thank you for listening (laughs) (laughs) oh dear oh well well, thanks for tuning in once again, everybody. Yes. And let us know your thoughts on Pirates of the Caribbean. I've really enjoyed catching up with people and having them talk yeah. about the podcast with me and reminding me of things we said that I'd forgotten. That's it. It's pretty funny. I know, it is. <laughs> but yes, rate, review, subscribe. Please do. Do all the good stuff. Tell us what movies, what kind of movies you want to see. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know? Why um, not? I mean, we've got to get through some of, the, some yeah. of the terrible ones. To but... an extent. But um, thanks for listening. Know. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I thought we were still going. Can we just do 45 minutes of that? I think so.